Welcome to another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. It is episode 25. My name is Taylor Ringle, your host. The one and only, the best co-host in the world is Griffin Warner. He is here. Griff, not a good week for your boy here with the best bets, but you, my friend, you won another game. Tell us, tell the people about it. Thank you for the introduction. I'm glad uh, you feel that way about me. I feel the same way about you. Uh, okay. And now that the kumbaya of the podcast is through after about a minute. Um, yeah, you know, John Gray was great. Uh, it's really nice um, be, having a 3 nothing lead before having to throw a pitch. That's um, one of the hidden benefits of betting road underdogs is that they can, they have a big first inning. Uh, then the bad home team is sometimes, or the under or overvalued, excuse me, home team can really have trouble getting back into a game. Uh, John Gray was really good. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see a, a shutout when you're um, a little bit worried about a, a Rangers bullpen. So that worked pretty well. I had a little bit of a quiet weekend for, for me, but um, the bets have come through pretty well. Um, and, you know, I got to say, you've had a, a really hot run, but I still now have a two and a half game lead back uh, restored. And, and I got to say, I think I've been hanging in there while you had like a six and two streak or something, six and one, maybe. Yeah, you were, you, yeah, you were definitely in there. Now I'm six and nine of my last best bets there. Um, nice. But I almost got a W on this St. Louis bet I had when it was Wainwright against Waka on Friday. The Cardinals came back, they scored four in the ninth, and they lost six five. Wainwright, six and third innings pitch, four earned, you know, not what you really you want. Um, but the bullpen for the Red Sox, which has been really inconsistent, and it's gotten better so far than the you know the last few months here. But overall, that has been great. They almost blew it in the ninth inning, and unfortunately, I caught the L on that. But hopefully, for Monday's games here, we're gonna provide you with a nice best bet from both of us and have an actual two and zero going into the next following episode. But before we do that we're going to give you some gifts like we have been doing the last few episodes i want to give you a nice one if you're looking to save some cash griff are you are you always looking to save some cash always looking to save cash <laughs> always and if you like betting and you like what pregame has provided simply enter flyball20 in the coupon code area and save up to 20% on any site purchase. That's flyball20. Not just on baseball. We do baseball here for us too, but we do a lot of other sports here as well. Not just baseball. It can be used for any other sport and any package at pregame.com. Again, that coupon code is to save a big 20% and you plug into the coupon code area, flyball20. 20. And with that being said, let's hop right in to our nice, short, compact, nice and tight Monday slate. Who we got first here, Griff? Uh, a perfect way to describe both of the hosts on this show. Tight hey, that's where come back. Dude, kids on fire today. Kids on fire. Give us some good. Give you get, let's give us some winners here. How about that? Keep the keep it alive. Well, luck, luckily, uh, we were talking before the show. Luckily, my laptop did just turn on, so maybe crisis has been averted there. Uh, I'm not gonna count my chickens before they hatch, but we'll get right into it. Um I think first game on, on Monday. Uh, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Uh, first one that I can remember. Oh, and happy Father's uh, Day. And happy Father's Day, too. Yeah, happy Father's Day to the people. If you have a kid and you're helping with our GDP and, and helping our economy by uh, 
pushing one out. Thank you. Mothers, fathers, anyone involved. All thank righty. you. Thank you. Thank you. And now that we've covered all that, um, I'll get right into it. And it looks like a carryover game from today. Miami's still on the, uh, still in Queens, still at City Field. We've got Trevor Rogers at David Peterson. Um, current number, Peterson, a minus 155 favorite, dollar and a half. Over-under is eight and a half. And uh, these are two pitchers that could get hit pretty hard. Um, Trevor Rogers has had no changeup, which I guess was his best pitch last season. Um, for And I think that's where everyone's blaming his poor season on that so far. Uh, I don't really feel good about the Marlins, but seeing David Peterson minus 155 is monstrous. Yeah, when you see an ERA like what Rogers has almost north of six, it is very troubling. And the fact that the changeup is also not working this year, and that was his bread and butter, which have him, which had an like unbelievable rookie season last year. You kind of want to stay away from what's going on. You know, this is definitely going to be a, a season of learning experiences after having nice that nice rookie season. Uh, look, David Peterson isn't the best, but he has definitely been serviceable since DeGrom and Scherzer are both out. I, I do like the Mets in this one against the Marlins. Yeah, um, I would like to be on the Marlins side. Back, uh, almost back them today, um, but did, I think, for subscribers. So use that 20% uh, fly ball 20. Um, right, but I, just, I don't know. I mean, Sandy Alcantara is so good, but are all contra, but I'm just not sure that lineup's good enough. Next, we'll go to uh, Cubs Pirates, which it seems like whenever there's NL Central games going on, there's going to be a dog baby out there. And uh, we got... <laughs> I think it's Caleb Killian at uh, J.B. Brubaker. Currently, yep. Brubaker, a minus-112 favorite, which I got to say, the uh, the Pirates are not favored very often. So um, it seems a little weird to me because Killian had a really good start to his professional career, or at least at the big league level. Yeah, but look at Brubaker, man. He is just – nothing excites me about him whatsoever. I mean, th- what about you? Like, nothing, right? Uh, I don't know. The 0-7 record is very telling. Of just, I mean, also the Pirates can't score a run, so either so that kind of helped. That kind of is unfortunate. Uh, pitcher wins is a tough stat to, to I know it's just because it's so. I mean, the record doesn't look great, certainly not awesome that he's like leaving with either runners on base that could give him a loss, or help. leaving lose behind all the time. Not great, but and the Cubs certainly have their problems, but I feel like from what the Cubs, a much prouder franchise, one that's trying to uh, at least spend a few more dollars than their concessions are projected to uh, to cover their expenses this year, like the Pirates. It's, it's, from what I understand, game revenue is enough to pay all the salaries of the Pirates right now. So that's not a great, a great sign. Um, but Cubs have a little bit stronger lineup. Uh, Castillo is uh, still fighting uh, – or excuse me, Contreras is, is still fighting for that new contract. They're pretty, pretty good. I think their both pens a lot more polished. Uh, and – like you said, we know what Brubaker is and what he does. So seeing the Cubs uh, from a, playing a pretty good series uh, at, at home against the Braves, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I think just getting thumped around the last few series is kind of troubling with just the pitchers aren't, just aren't great. I love Contreras. I like Morrell. Um, more, is it Chris? Matthew Morrell. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, yeah. Matthew Morrell might be a, a basketball player, but Morrell, yeah. Yeah, Morel. Yeah, I love him. I love watching him play. Contreras is having a very good season. I think an All Star season. So right in contract here, which is great for him. Um, I'm big Ian Hap fan. You know, the, this team is this this game sucks, 
but um, let's just say I, w- I won't be stopped what I'm doing on Monday night to watch the Pirates and the, Cub- and the Cubbies play. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's a holiday, so uh, I hope everyone's going to be enjoying it. And, yeah, you probably don't have to rush home for that one. Uh, no. the, the the Marlins game at the Mets is a day game, so uh, keep that on your calendars. Next we'll go San Francisco at Atlanta, which is probably the best series of this midweek. Uh, Logan Webb at Max Freed, and Freed's a minus 148 favorite, over-unders eight. I like the Giants here. I feel like Logan Webb has not had the strikeout stuff he did last season, but he's still – everything he throws sinks – 10 inches it feels like uh max Fried's great so it's a battle of really good pitchers but it's a pretty big number on a san francisco team that you know i feel like they they might be one of those teams that are rounding into form right now both teams are looking good the entire have been looking great this entire year i, I really i'm gonna roll with the braves they are just so freaking hot and going into a series like this this is the guy you want on the mound to start Started off. I mean, he's been unfreaking believable this year. He's had two bad starts essentially this year. One against the Padres, left four runs. His most recent start against the Nationals, four runs. Other than that, he's been freaking great. So um, the competition he's faced hasn't been great, but he's been consistently going six innings, which is what you want. And also the eight inning game against the Rockies here. But um, I like Max reading this one. Uh, I mean, I like I don't, him, bro. I, don't, I think you're overgeneralizing saying the Braves have been good because they're nine games over 500 and they had a 14 game win streak just recently. So they were they were struggling. They have closed in on the Mets quite a bit, but I think uh, that awesome streak they did not play well in Chicago. Maybe it was just uh, finally the streak ended and that was that was tough. But uh, I think Logan Webb is a dangerous dangerous arm right here, and we might hear more. No about doubt that about the that. show. No, no doubt about it. Next, we'll go uh, St. Louis at Milwaukee, which is a big series. Uh, current leaders, I guess both are tied at the top of the NL Central. Not a great series for the Cardinals uh, at Fenway. But uh, currently, Miles Michaelis is visiting Corbin Burns. Burns a minus 151 favorite at home, and 7.5 is the over-under. And, you know, he's Corbin Burns, I feel like his record doesn't speak to how well he's pitched this year. Um, but I, I think he's... I mean, he's a, a great arm, but I also feel like he kind of puts himself in, in trouble sometimes. And I don't know if the cutter every pitch as a starting pitcher works as well like it did for Mariano Rivera. So problem is, how, how can you back Miles Michaelis? Do, do, we, do you believe Miles Michaelis off a 130-pitch effort, losing that no-hitter right at the, like at last out? Do you think he's going to be in a good space to, to give you a, a good start here? You know, it's always tough when you have an outing like that and you're coming off of it, yes, you have five days, maybe even six days with an off day of rest, you know, but it's it's tough to come off a day like that. And the Milwaukee Brewers, we know the offense isn't fantastic. They just DFA'd Lorenzo Cain. Um, and Burnsy is – it's him and Shane McClanahan when it comes to strikeouts. They're both at the top with over 100. Burns is at 100. McClanahan's at 105. It's going to be a strikeout game. It's going to be a great pitching matchup. It's very, it's this one's going to be very, very tough to pick. This might be one I, I might want to see till the very end. Let's see where the line changes and how it changes for uh, for Burnsy. But Burns is sitting at minus yeah, well, one fifty one right now. Yeah, I think I mean I like the Cardinals. I think that they're um, serious against the Red Sox. Here. Yeah, the series, the series against the Red Sox was kind of embarrassing. They're like you kind of you know, I don't know. 
they they had a chance in Friday's matchup. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So your best bet, I get that. But like, I mean, they went on the series uh, on the road and lost the series to a, a team that's not great, but certainly isn't the bottom dregs of of baseball. And I think a hard part for the for the Central dwell, the teams that they're playing are just some awful competition. The Pirates, Cubs, and Reds. Like, yeah, you want the wins and the easy games, but I feel like it's going to leave the Brewers and the Cardinals like severely less tested than the Dodgers or whoever comes out of the East. And so I think that's a problem. And you know what? The Cardinals are in the driver's seat right now because a few things, they just got Jack Flaherty back, their best pitcher, right? They just got him off the IL. He's back in the rotation, but Milwaukee is staying afloat with Peralta and Woodruff on the IL. Peralta's out for months on the 60 day. And all they have is Cormers. Yeah, they have um, what's the kid's name? The left-handed pitcher, um, Ashby. Yes, a- Ashby's good, and I think Eric Lowry. Right, he's also another guy. Eric Lowry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they're they're not household names like the Peraltas and the Woodruffs. And the offense has been a struggle as well. They have their bright spots like every other team, but. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Corn Burns and he's holding it down as he should be being the Cy Young award winner in the ace. And the Cardinals have a chance to really take a top of this division and we're tied going into. Well, to me, the issue, I mean, you you mentioned Lorenzo Cain and and that DFA. I mean, I guess you spoke to his leadership. I saw your tweet and and maybe he um, was a big guy in that, that uh, locker room, but I feel like he hasn't produced like a good player for a long time. So um, I don't know. That that's my take in the situation. I think the Brewers' problem, as probably we knew coming into the year, and I think we were right about this. It's their offense, and they can pitch, but it's hard to win games zero zero. Um, the nice part for them is that when Corbin Burns gets into into trouble, he can strike people out, and Miles Michaels can't do that. So he better have a lot of clean innings, and I feel like it's going to be tough coming off that 130 pitch outing or whatever he ended up throwing. Uh, next, we'll go Arizona at San Diego. Zach Davies at U Darvish. Currently, U Darvish minus 172 uh, home favorite over under seven and a half uh, with a lot of juice on the under. But uh, Zach Davies is, you know, I feel like he just steps through minefields every time he's out there because he strikes out one, two, three guys, it seems like, uh, each outing uh, total. And that's not great. I don't think the Padres' offense is that strong, but they've been hitting the ball really well. And U Darvish, I I feel like everyone who wants to bury you Darvish every season, they should just stop doing it until he's out of the league because he's he's a solid pitcher. He is a workhorse, and I don't understand why there's some there's lately there's been hate about how he's not consistent. He is a dog. He is a dog. I feel like that's this is a guy that you need late in the season, which they're gonna have. I mean, look at this team is stacked and they're playing so freaking well, and it's even with Al Tatis. These pitchers are holding down Musgrove and Darvish. So, like, I, I understand that we we kind of maybe maybe we as a podcast we hyped out the D backs in the beginning of the year. Maybe for arguably sake, they were pretty damn good, and the rotation was pretty good. The offense was horrible, but you know now they're coming down to earth and they're, they're being who they really are. But Darvish is going to dice up this D backs lineup i have the feeling i mean darvish has his moments where he's unhittable and then he's also his moments where he's pretty just good i think he'll be good here as well uh we'll go to al now for a, a i guess another series between the yankees and the rays uh and 
I think the Rays played pretty poorly defensively, but could have argued that they might have deserved, if not one, maybe two of the games in the Bronx, but got none of them. And that's a huge deal because now the Yankees are double digit, have a double digit lead now uh, after a good performance in Toronto. What do you uh, think about the, the Jays Yankees series? Cause that was my series spotlight. I'm curious from the, the Bronx uh, point of view. Um, it was, it was definitely an interesting series in, really talking about this last series today on Father's Day, it was you had an 8-3 lead and you give it up. That was a tough, tough, tough L to give that one up. You, you got to lock in those kind of games when you have an 8-3 lead. Everyone was clicking and Mark Gonzalez even contributing. And Kyle Higashioka hit a home run. Rizzo hit another home run when you had a pitch hit. So the thing is, even though on the broadcast, I was, well, I was listening to the game today. This mm-hmm. team just fights. They are not like some teams you can tell Griff and you watch just enough baseball than I do. You watch some teams. They're down two nothing in the third. They're like wrapping it up two, three. They're down by three runs in the second, fourth inning, whatever. They're like, all right, we're done. You know, they're not putting the hundred percent effort. I'm serious. You watch this team. They just, they haven't been having so much fun and we saw it today, but you can't give up eight, three leads. I don't care if you're the Yankees or the pirates, you just can't do it overall. I mean, uh, it's tough. It's tough. I'll give you that. But uh, for that to be the game that ruined or, or I guess ended their nine-game win streak, I mean, sad, I'm sure, if you want to win 150 games or whatever this season, I guess you're past that point now with 17 losses. But, I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't argue with the Yankees winning 74.2% of their games right now. Uh, no, I, I am I'm, monstrous. Yes, they're on pace to having maybe one of the best records of all time. As of right now, they're, they're rolling. With, I think I saw a stat with records like this that sit at the top of whatever amount of games they're playing right now. Uh, majority of those teams have went to the World Series and won it. Um, but look, yes, they won 4 nothing in Game 2. In Game 1, they had a bloodbath and won 12-3. I'm happy about those wins. It's these kind of losses, though, can can hurt a team, hurt a team going into a big series like they are going into right now. Then this Game 1 is huge for this team, too. Cole and McClanahan. McClanahan is, a, I think, in my opinion – and him and Cortez are front runners for the AL Cy Young. Maybe even maybe I mean, he's, been, be he's been awesome. Got really <laughs> hurt by a home run to Higashioka in his last start in the Bronx, which probably was a pop fly to medium left field in a regular place. Not gonna even answer this. Just keep going. But like, but you gotta blame McClanahan because he can't give up that. I think they intentionally walked the guy before him to get to Higashioka, and you can't give up that home run. Uh, and that's really what put the game almost out of reach until the, the Rays came back, uh, trimmed that deficit to one, and, and nearly tied the game, if uh, if not for Aaron Judge's long uh, left arm with a glove on it. Um, and, and looking at the – I mean, I'm not trying to make this a praise the Yankees show because I despise them. But, I mean, seeing them with a 29-7 and home record when the second fewest losses in the AL is 10 – for the Guardians at home, but they've only played 26 games. He's played 10 more and lost three less. That is incredible dominance. Whether they're playing the Sisters of the Blind or not, uh, the division is way harder than the rest of the league. So, I mean, I'm trying to find some ways to pull calls in the Yankees. I haven't found that effectively yet, but uh, I'm on the case because they're going to start getting priced out of hand. And here we go. Uh, long way to get into it, but I felt like the – that series deserved to talk about the Yankees and how well they've been playing. Uh, Garrett Cole's a minus 123 road favorite over under six and a half. 
And I don't really see the Rays' offense touching Cole at the moment. I think the Yankees will struggle with McClanahan, though. So uh problem is six and a half is such a tiny number. But uh, I don't it's see a lot so of scoring tiny. in this one. I don't see a lot of scoring either. And, and, and after a game like this for the Bronx Bombers, they need Cole to go seven or eight innings. They they need a, a long outing out of their starting pitcher, out of their supposedly they call him the ace. You know, arguably Cortez has become the ace of the Yankees as of right now. But oh wow, I don't know, not man. Financially, I, not definitely not financially. <laughs> definitely correct with that one. Uh, I don't know. I'm scared of McClanahan. I I'm definitely scared of McClanahan. I think the Kashioka home run was just a fluke. You know, it's just you know pitch the contact and you know and. You got to hold well, on. He doesn't, as as you're saying, maybe before the show, he, I think, leads the AL or leading everybody in strikeouts. So he does not yeah. pitch contact, but that's why you need to strike people out because they can't hit home runs if the ball ends the catcher's glove. Um, I do, I mean, I'll always like the home dog, especially the Rays at home, especially because, I mean, the last time they played this series, which feels like a month ago or even more recent, uh, the Rays are really tough out at home. Um, I think they're probably less healthy now than they were. But maybe Wander Franco's uh, close to coming back. I'm not sure he'll play meaningful and, uh, time in this series. And what's important what? though, if you're if you're trying to bet on this game, though, McClan has faced the Yankees twice. That's I think that's important as well to look into his first out on May 29th, which is the one I think you were alluding to. Maybe how long ago that was? He struck out seven, went six innings, let up one earned run, and that was a home run. And his most recent start, seven Ks, let up two dingers. Uh, four honored runs. That's the game you were mentioning against the Yankees. But you know what? Just that. You, yeah, uh, not really. We don't we don't like that for you, Griff. We want winners out of both no, of us. No, no. I I was I was pretty hurt. Uh, you were texting me. And you, it was so funny because you were texting me, and then all I got a notification was like the next day because the Rays did bad defense. That next day, you just highlighted your text that you sent me the day before. I was dying. Like, there's no need to even text me. You just notificate that. You just, yeah, you just, I didn't have yeah. to say anything else. I literally had to just click the little thumbs up button on Apple. God, Steve Jobs has done so well for us. Uh, without further ado, I'll get into Detroit at Boston. Alex Fayetto got walloped in his last start at Winkowski uh, from the Red Sox, who I don't know very well. This is a great um, But he's, he's new. I mean, it's two people with not many uh, hours of service time. Uh, probably still hours uh, in, in their record <laughs> probably still uh, But the Red Sox are minus 181 favorites. Uh, Winkowski, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. There's my best opportunity. I've done it twice. That's the last time, hopefully. Uh, the Tigers, nine and a half for an over-under seems monstrous because they can't hit. They can't score. Somehow they won today. But I feel like Jeez. that's a team that we need to be against. Uh, maybe they'll hit better at Fenway. I just feel like. Uh, even a, a pretty disappointing Red Sox team right now is still leaps and bounds better than the Tigers. Totally. I just, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. Nine, run, nine okay. and a half is a lot. It seems like a lot. I mean, it's big, good park for runs, that's for sure, because there's no foul territory anywhere. But okay, next we'll go Blue Jays at White Sox. Jose Barrios at Lance Lynn, who got smacked at the beginning of his first start of the year, uh, coming back from knee problems. And I feel like he's a guy I'd like to be against. But uh, at least for the time being. But Jose Barrios is the minus 129 road favorite. Over-under is nine. Um, I think the Blue Jays have kind of proven they're a better team than the White Sox. And um, I think there's still plenty of White Sox still hanging under 500. Sounds like Tony LaRusse is still there. I didn't hear about his firing this weekend. So uh, I guess they're just going to 
keep rolling out a dead body on the uh, on the bench. And uh, and unfortunately, I think that affects who the White Sox are. But I, I'm not touching Lance Lynn until I see a better performance from him. Uh, I again, you were preaching exactly what I'm thinking in my head. I'm not touching Lance Lynn even after maybe maybe his third start. I might start touching around him because the very first pitch of his 2020 season, he leveled a dinger. So and he had the flare up in the dugout, and this is just Lance Lynn, you know, grabbing the crotch on the mound, thinks he's all hot shit. I mean, as you guys know, I don't really like the guy. But besides that, Blue just came off of a came off of a awesome W at home. Riding that into an important series against the White Sox is very important. And Jose Barrios is a dog. He is a dog on the mound. Um, two former Twins teammates, too, as well. So, um, I like oh, the oh. yeah, I mean, I I think we're going to have to see it from Lance Lynn. And he's getting older and just trying to throw fastballs that rise and get past bats is hard to do if you're not throwing 96 like he was. So we'll see what happens. Not great when you face the easiest matchup. So, I mean, it's either Tigers or Royals for the easiest one to, to pitch against at this point. Um, next we'll go, speaking of, the Royals at the Halos. Uh, Chris Bubich at Noah Syndergaard. And Curly Syndergaard is a monstrous minus 183 favorite. That is a huge, huge number for Thor throwing 92 to lay. Uh, over-unders eight and a half. And... I just wish I had any faith in Chris Bubich because he, unfortunately, is just going to be trying to get ground ball double plays because he'll walk some guy, then he'll try to throw a sinker down the middle and get you to, to bounce it to shortstop. And that's sometimes hard to do against guys like Otani and Trout, who's at a home run every day this weekend, it seems. Yeah, it's going to be a tough series for the, for the Royals. I just think it's going to be a tough series, including this game. The unfortunate part, if you're an Angels fan or you like betting on the Angels, Anthony Rendon is gone for the rest of the season. Uh, uh, you said that's unfortunate. Did did you did you mean unfortunate for the like win expectancy? Because it's probably a lot better without him. He's been awful for I know the whole contract so far. I'm but I'm saying it's unfortunate for the case that he hasn't even been playing well, and also it's unfortunate you guys spent all this goddamn money on the guy and he hasn't done anything. Uh, You rather have him on the field and actually trying to do something then rather him just on the IL and he's not doing anything. You're paying him what 30 million a year, 27 million a year. Too much money for what he's producing. He's probably a, a negative war uh player. I mean I, I, I don't know if you can be I don't know if you can be sitting him yeah. third in the Angels lineup. You but, could definitely be a negative um, war guy. That's definitely possible. I, I mean you can't I know you can be but I feel like he's probably got enough of those BS stats to to the counting stats to get there, but he's not efficient. He's been awful, and I I own him in fantasy as a, a dynasty he, player. He's not a negative. He's not negative. He's close. He's zero point nine WAR. Really producing okay. really well I mean, this year. Two twenty eight average. I mean, yeah, not not great. Not a lot of power. I know he's been injured, but like here it comes, it happens again. And Dude, uh, he's had twenty what, home runs in three years as an angel. Twenty. That's insane. Yeah, well, he, and it was, so I guess that's probably two seasons um, because half, but the COVID season was half and we're almost halfway through this one. I yeah. mean, disappointing, certainly not what they're paying Jeez. for. And that's that's dis- definitely a disappointing thing for the uh, for the Angels. So um, we already gave one gift. That is uh, our promotion that you can use our promo code to get 20% off anything you're purchasing at pregame. And that is Flyball 20. There we go. Flyball 20. Um, 
unfortunately, the contest, I think all entries had to be in by the start of games today because uh, we do have a free contest running where people put in a minimum of 50, maximum of 100 picks, winner takes all, $500 cash from uh, pregame. And I guess I'll also mention if you aren't in the contest yet or, you, I mean, if you haven't bought any picks, you, you probably need an account to do that. And with a new account that you signed up for the first time, all you need, I think, is to verify your email address and you will get free $25 to spend. So uh, go sign up for an account on pregame.com and we will come at you with best bets right now. And, and I'll take the, the lead on this one, especially because uh, I was the only member of pod to win his last bet. I feel like I've been getting a little hot, but I have I've been a little superstitious and not trying to step on the lines. I'm not trying to count it all out. Uh, but I'll, I'll do a little bit of research before I promo this one next time. Um, and I got to say, I mean, I think this is a little bit more of a long shot, but uh, I'm, I, I feel good about it. I feel like it's, it's worth an investment right now on Logan Webb visiting uh, Max Fried and, and, and Atlanta Braves. I think uh, Webb's currently a 137 underdog, so plus 137. And I think he's going to keep the Braves lineup in the yard. And then it's going to be a battle of, what to me is a disappointing Atlanta Braves bullpen for right now uh, versus a San Francisco bullpen that hasn't been great so far, but I think is, 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 is going to be a lot better than it has so far this season. And uh, Max Fried is a great pitcher, but I think Logan Webb is, is a warrior. And I, I love backing that guy as an underdog when they're only giving him about a 44% chance to win. That is a great pick. I do like that a lot. It's, that is, it's going to be a great pitching match. That I'm definitely going to be watching for me. I'm going to go with the road favorites in the Toronto Blue Jays. I like the Blue Jays here. We mentioned Lance Lynn coming off his very first start, getting the L. Um, what was his outing like? Let's see real quick. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You guys think so anyway. Anyway, um, uh, look, I, I like Jose Barrios. A lot of hard contact. Uh, the Blue Jays came off a fantastic win off of the against the Yankees, a major comeback. Now going into a road trip, I think it's very important. Like I mentioned before, I'm going to take Jose Barrios and the Blue Jays minus 129. That is my best bet. And Griff, why don't you give them your Twitter handle? Where can they find you? And then I'll give you mine, and then we'll wrap things up. Well, thank you for the play-by-play. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Look forward to introducing myself and talking to everyone there. Uh, Taylor, give yours and wrap this baby up. You guys can find me at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. That is another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. Two promos, two best bets. Have a happy, happy Father's Day. We will see you kids on Friday. Enjoy the week. Enjoy watching baseball. Happy Father's Day. Happy freaking Father's Day. We'll talk to you next time.